0: Welcome to Valley Baptist University, an online ministry of Valley Baptist Church, where we seek to worship God with all our minds. I'm Eric Hahn, Dean of VBU. This segment is part one on the subject Christianity versus the new spirituality, or sometimes called progressive Christianity. Today we explore the question, is God one with nature? Hey everyone, have you ever heard it said... I'm not religious, I'm just spiritual. In some ways, we might agree with the statement as Christians, if it means I'm not religious, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Or if somebody's saying I'm not religious, but I have a personal relationship with Christ, my Savior and Lord. But often what's actually meant, even specifically, is I'm not a Christian, I'm just spiritual. Or some others would even use the word Christian but would specify that it's a new kind of Christianity. So the question I want to look at is how would we differ as Bible-believing Christians with what can be called the new spirituality or what sometimes overlaps with progressive Christianity? Now one of the most prevalent teachings underlying this is the new spirituality teaches God is one with nature. There are some $50 theological terms that go along with this, and one is the term monism. And monism just simply means oneism. And that contrasts with Christian theism. Theism can be called twoism. In other words, monism says that God is one with nature, twoism says that God is distinct from nature. There is God. And there is God's creation. Dr. Peter Jones is somebody who's done extensive research on this concept of monism. I had a chance to get to know him when he came at one of the churches where I served as senior pastor. And Dr. Peter Jones writes, Oneism is the belief that all is one and that the difference between the creator and the creature must be eliminated along with all the distinctions the creator places in his creation. Now we have lots of isms going throughout history where this has raised its head. This concept of monism is defined in different movements, in different theologies, by different people, in different books, by different authors and individuals, but you can find it going all the way back to pantheism, which teaches a form of monism that everything is God. Then there's a derivation of that panentheism, which teaches that God is in everything. And that revealed its head in more recent times with people like Paul Tillich and process theology. But even in ancient belief systems like Hinduism which taught a pantheism or a, a pantheon of gods it still had the Brahmanism principle where divine spirituality or the divine essence is in everything and even Buddhism which wiped out those gods still held to this spiritual enlightenment that permeates everything. Of course there's ancient paganism which is raised up again with modern paganism, which movements like the Wiccan teaching that is sort of a nature worship where the spark of divinity is within everything. Ancient Platonism based on the teachings of Plato had this permeating its doctrine and then stemming from all these is ancient Gnosticism, which has also become a more modern movement. Ancient Gnosticism seemed like it's dualistic by saying that nature is evil, but actually in another way it taught that nature isn't really real. And so the true reality is this spiritual reality where all is one. Once again, monism. Now, in the last century, somebody well-known to many people, Carl Jung, who's the founder of much of our modern psychology, not everything Carl Jung taught was wrong, but Carl Jung is also known as the founder of the New Age movement. And Carl Jung was a self-professed Gnostic. He was a monist. And Carl Jung stated that his vision for the future of mankind involved deconstruction of biblical Christianity and the promotion of pagan spirituality. In other words, he was a monist. And that monist, God is one with nature teaching, was passed down in the last century. Did his prediction come true? Well, theologian and philosopher Norm Geisler said in 1990 that the new age is the fastest growing belief system in the country. Now when we think of New Age sometimes we are a little passe about that because there's been Shirley MacLaine who has taught New Age teachings and even though Oprah Winfrey has been a spiritual leader for a lot of different people and has TV shows still about this, a lot of young people don't think in terms of Shirley MacLaine and Oprah Winfrey. A lot of them are thinking in terms of more modern authors who have been popular. And so maybe we think that the New Age movement has passed away. Well, hold your horses on that. Because even the New Atheism has one of its key proponents, Sam Harris, a self-professed atheist who actually speaks of spirituality. And Sam Harris speaks of spirituality in nature, even though he calls himself an atheist. So here's this monist teaching where everything is spiritual as opposed to saying everything's purely natural. Another atheist philosopher who's influential, Mitchell Silver, at the University of Massachusetts, Boston, he wrote in his book, Plausible God, The new God of modern spirituality based on ancient pagan spirituality is so thoroughly naturalistic that a godless nature can be expected to perform about as well as a godly one. In other words, God is one with nature. And in the name of naturalism, even, this new spirituality is essentially the same thing as this onest teaching. Now, as we move on from this teaching, from pagan worship of nature all the way to other naturalists, a very, very popular naturalist, Carl Sagan, even combined his subject of of science with the idea of cosmos. And he would capitalize all the letters. And in his famous book, he made a statement that plays off the Gospel of John, chapter 1. He says, the cosmos is all that was, all that is, and all that ever will be. So when we think of horoscopes thanking our lucky stars, when we think of the New Age movement being passé, we need to realize, once again, this monism is raising its head under different names, different movements, with different authors, but it's still this concept that God is one with nature. More recently, we have websites and books and conferences by people who call themselves progressive Christians. And in the book Christianity After Religion, a very influential author, Diane Butler Bass, advocates praying to God as our mother, the nourishing spirit of Mother Earth. There again, we see this unity of the concept of God with nature. And her influence on progressive Christianity gives us a very clear statement. She says God is now being defined in less dualistic terms. In other words, same thing. We're getting away from two-ism where God is unique from nature and into one-ism where God is one with nature. Now, this is not just in circles where people are teaching philosophy and teaching spirituality. And this is not just infiltrating even Christian circles, but even in a public school, there was an LA school teacher who said to her students, Feel peace, because all the wisdom of the universe is within you. Now, very specifically, the Bible warns against prophets who proclaim a false peace. The Bible says we have peace with God through faith in Jesus Christ. But notice that's that two-ism concept. The Bible doesn't say, look to nature and find peace. The Bible says, look to Jesus. John 14, 27, Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. In the next segment, we're going to look at how this contrast of looking within instead of looking with God or looking to God should be made. But for now, suffice it to say that the biblical truth is not one-ism when we think about God, but it's 2 it's about God being distinct from his creation. There is creator and there is creation. That's theism. That's twoism. And this belief that there are two kinds of existence there is God and there is everything else this is foundational to all of our biblical Christian teaching. We worship God, we don't worship creation. If you go all the way back to the book of Exodus, chapter 20, the first commandment is you shall not have any other gods before me, nor make anything in any likeness that is in heaven above or the earth beneath. Notice how clear this is. God says there is me, God, and then there is the other. God says what you might prop up as gods. God says that's not me. God says we're not all one. God says, any likeness in heaven above or earth beneath. God says, that's not me. Now it says in Psalm 19:1, the heavens declare the glory of God, but it doesn't say that the heavens are God. God is not the heavens. That's oneism. God is distinct from the heavens. That's twoism you can almost summarize how this theological understanding of God is aberrant in just one verse by the Apostle Paul. And Paul is summarizing the false view of gods from the generations that went before him. And Paul says in Romans 1.25 that these ones who serve false gods and had a false idea of God, he says they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. Notice that Paul defines the twoism: there is the creator and then there is creation. And Paul says when people lost that distinction, they worshiped in essence the wrong God. Now we can step back and ask, is this just hair splitting? What does this matter? Famous influential Christian author A.W. Tozer rightly points out, along with the first commandment, What comes to mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. So does this matter? Yes, it's the most important thing about us. It's the first commandment, not having any other gods before the true God. Tozer says worship is pure base as the worshiper entertains high or low thoughts of God. Now, the implications of what we're looking at are far-reaching, and we're going to look at more of this in the future, but here's some simple truths from the Bible. 2 Corinthians 5.19, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Notice that there is God and Christ creator, and then there's world creation. They're not united, or they wouldn't need to be reconciled since they are distinct god reconciles the world creation to himself through christ and before we look at further implications of this maybe you're watching this here today and maybe in your own heart and mind you've been thinking god is one with creation god is everything that that i see and yet You've come to maybe even today realize that the biblical truth is that God is unique and that we are separate from God, but that we can be reconciled to him through Jesus. And maybe today you would say, as it says in Acts 30, I'm gonna believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be reconciled and be saved by Jesus because he died for us and rose again. We'll see you again next time on part two. Thank you for being with us here at VBU. For further reading on this, see the book, The Other Worldview, by Dr. Peter Jones. We'll see you next time for segment number two of this series, as we look at the question, should people discover their divine within?